Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Glad you could join us today. Let's go right to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We magnify thy most glorious name in the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray, Heavenly Father God, that Holy Spirit will minister to us, O Lord, in his own special way, O Lord. You know the needs. You know what's going on in everyone's lives, O Lord God. So we look to you today for your guidance and to speak to our hearts in your own special way. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Welcome again. I want to ask you, how many of you have the word surrender in your vocabulary? Okay, surrender. While that is not something we should think about doing, you know, too readily and too easily, you know, because we have God on our side. But when it comes down to surrendering to God, that is something we should think about doing. Many of us, all of us listening to this message most likely are, are hoping for, praying for, waiting for something to happen in our lives. And it seems like it's just not happening. You know, days, weeks, months, maybe even years are going by and it seems like God just doesn't hear us or is not hearing our prayer. Well, it may be because you're not surrendering. You know, we need to be able to surrender to God. And that's what we're going to talk about today is, is uh, if you can get to the point that you can surrender to God then you'll be blessed and then God will provide whatever it is that you're praying for. Amen. Amen. And we're going to look at Abraham today because Abraham is a good example of someone who knew how to surrender to God. And, and uh, Abraham had a tremendous spiritual adventure, if you will. And we're going to look at a few of those ad ad adventures, quote unquote, that he had in order to, uh, to get along with his walk with God and to do what God wanted him to do. Amen. So again, it's about surrendering. So starting out, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12, and if you don't have your Bible, why don't you hit pause and go and get your Bible and come back and join us, because it's always good to have the Word in front of you so you can mark it up and write down notes as Holy Spirit so, so inspired you to do. Amen? So starting with chapter 12, verse number 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Now starting right there, if God says to us to get up and go someplace, to pack up and just go. How many of us are going to argue with God? You know, so, oh, oh, wait, wait, I've been here all my life, or I've got this established here. Now you're telling me to just get up and go. By the way, where, God, where, where, you know? Okay, at this point, God just said, get up and go. Leave your family behind and to get up and go to where I'm going to show you. We need to get to the point that, first of all, if we are surrendering to God, don't stand there arguing with God, but to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to be obedient to whatever you're telling me to do. And then in verse number two, we see that God continues to say, I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse uh, him that curse thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed. Underline that, please. So Abram departed. Okay, I surrender, Lord. I'm going to go. Didn't argue. He just said, okay, Lord, I'll get up and go. As the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Abram. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. Into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through, uh, passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim, unto the uh, plain of Marah, and the Canaanite was in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. 
in their ability and altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Okay? So here he went someplace, God said, pick up and go. He was obedient. He surrendered. Okay? And when he got there, it says that he built an altar to the Lord. In other words, he worshiped God. He worshiped him and he praised him. Okay? And we should do that at all times, by the way. We should worship and praise God. Even when things, things seem to be unknown to you, you're not sure where God is taking things or where God is permitting things to go. We need to praise him during that time. We need to praise him when things are not going the way we want them to be going. Now, I don't want to get go off on a, a sidetrack here on praising, the importance of praising, because that's a sermon um, unto itself. But when things are not going our way, when we're, we're struggling and we're kind of waiting, you know, we need to praise God anyway. That's called sacrificial praise. It's called giving sacrificial praise when you don't really feel so joyful and so jubilant. You have to remember that the devil cannot be where there is praise. The devil and his minions cannot be there, you know, targeting you, haranguing you, and doing everything to harass you when you're praising God. They simply cannot stand to be where praise is being given to the living God. Amen. So we need to praise him when things are going well and when praising when things are not going so well. So Abraham, Abraham at this point, it says that he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Verse number eight says, And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. Um, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Okay, here he again. He praised the Lord. He built an altar to, in other words, he went to church, if you will. He praised God and he worshiped him. Okay, so, so the key point about these verses is that in the beginning there, it says in verse 1, 12, 1, that he told him to leave this land that you've been in for all of these years and go to a place where, I, where I'm going to send you. And it says he departed. That means he surrendered. Okay, you want to be blessed by God, you got to get to the point that you're surrendering to his will and you're doing what God is calling you to do. Okay, then we see here now in dealing with, with his family, if you will, we go to Genesis 13, keep continue reading in 13 here and starting with verse number one. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had and Lot with him. Okay, uh, unto Lot with him and uh, into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. So you see, God had blessed him now, okay? He says that he was rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, unto the place uh, of the altar, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Again, he worshiped God. You see how many steps along this journey of his, along this adventure, quote unquote, of his, that he's been worshiping God. Are we worshiping God every step of the way? Are you worshiping God every step of the way? Okay. You say you've prayed for something, you're wanting something, you're, you're, you're asking God to deliver something that you really, really need, and there have been steps that God has been asking you to do. Have you been obedient and surrendering to God in those steps? You know, and some of those steps may seem, may seem pretty trivial to you. Some of those steps may seem not to be important, okay? But, but to God, it is important that you be obedient, obedient and surrender to his will and do what it is he's calling you to do. All right. So it says that, that he worshiped it. Verse number five says, and Lot also, remember Lot now, uh, with, uh, which went with Abram, had flocks and herd, herds and tents. He wasn't doing too badly himself. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together. For their substance was so great that they could not dwell together. Okay, both of these men were well to do. God had blessed them both. Okay, they were the 
so that the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together. For their substance was so great that they could not dwell together. And verse 7, And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. Okay, so strife. Here now the two families were well, all of a sudden now they weren't able to get along. Okay, strife was coming in there. Okay, and Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and, and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. In other words, we're, we're all family. Let not there be any strife and bickering, you know. Are you going through strife with people in your family? Okay. Is there something going on that may be getting in the way of you all getting to law, getting along as brethren? Think about it. We all have we all have family members and sometimes we can't always get along with them. Well, it's not anything new. You see, Abram was experiencing the same thing here with Lot. Verse number nine. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. He said, okay, let's separate. You go this way and I'll go that way. Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest into Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Okay, so Lot chose to go in that direction. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. Now we know that was not a good idea. Amen. We know the history there. Then it goes on to say, verse 13, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, After that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look toward the place where uh, thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it, in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. So he surrendered to God, and, and he worshipped him again. Okay, okay, built an altar unto the Lord. Okay, so he separated from his family. There may come a time in our lives when we are greatly wanting to be obedient to God and we're trying to follow his direction. We may need to separate from family members. You know, there may be one or two. I'm not saying to just, you know, turn your back on them and everything. I mean, obviously you pray about it, you know, and you, you ask the Lord for guidance and so on. But there may be some negotiating or something that may need, need to be done with the Lord's help to bring some peace or to bring you to where God will have you to be. You know, this particular case, case Lot chose he was going to go over there to, to towards Sodom and Gomorrah, which we know was a very, very bad thing for him to do. But but Abram, following God, he went off in this other direction where God would have him to go. And as a result of that, God said, I'm going to bless you. Okay. So maybe this thing, this blessing that you're hoping that you're praying for, you know, are there family members? Is there someone that you know that's close to you that could be maybe hindering you from being where God wants you to be? 
is something that we always have to have to consider. Okay. Now the Lord knows that I'm not saying through this message here for you all, all of a sudden, you know, start pointing fingers at your family members, especially those that you love, and so forth as them being the cause of your problem. Okay. You need to do all of this prayerfully. But all I'm just needing, need, all I'm saying to you here is that you need to take that into consideration. Okay. Okay, Abram said, look, you know, this land is, <laughs> we all have so much, it's not big enough for the both of us, you know, and there was all this strife that was building up, so let's separate ourselves, okay, and then there may be a need for a time of separation, you know, sometimes in, in during the separation, God will do a work and will bless you and bless the other family member, and maybe, who knows, maybe God will bring you back together, but you have to be willing to do whatever it is that God is telling you to do, which means that you have to be willing to separate yourself. You've got to be willing to separate yourself and thereby surrendering to God. To separate yourself and then surrender to God. Okay? So we see there, and then as time goes by, you know, now we get to the point where we're talking about uh, Abram having, having a son. Okay? So we get to the familiar accounts here. We go to Genesis 17. Genesis chapter 17. Amen? Praise the living God. If you don't have your Bible, now would be a good time for you to pause. Hit the pause button, run and get your Bible and come back and then join us. It's important that you're able to, to uh, see these words and read these words for yourself and mark up your Bible as Holy Spirit so guide you for future reference. Amen. So we see you now Genesis um, 17 and we start with verse number one. And when Abram was 90 years old, now at one point they said 75, now he's 90 years old. When Abram was 90 years old, the Lord appeared unto, uh, to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Underline that, please. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. For a father of many nations uh, have I made thee. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Here now God is telling him, you're going to be made fruitfully, you're going to prosper. Okay, you're going to prosper. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed, after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Now, the Lord is giving Abraham some heavy information here. He's saying, I'm going to be blessing you, and, and this blessing is going to go down to your children and children after them and so on down the line. Verse number 8 says, I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Okay? Now look at verse number 8 again. I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger. God may be taking you into a place that you is not familiar to you. Okay? This could be a physical move, you know, or it could be a way of life. Um, it could be a job or something. It could be something that that is strange to you, meaning that you haven't experienced it before. Okay? You, this is all new to you. Don't be afraid of new things. Saint of God, whatever you do, do not be afraid of new things. 
Okay, many of the things that we're praying for and you know, we're hoping for, the, the, the things that are on your prayer list, okay, God may be getting you there, but during that process, he may be taking you into a quote-unquote a strange land, or you may be doing something that is foreign to you, a strange to something that is new to you. If God is saying that this is what I'm going to do for you, then you surrender and let God do it, because God is indeed preparing you, okay? Something that may start out being strange for us, Something that starts out being strange for us, by the time God gets through with you, developing you, training you, and further preparing you, you will no longer be a stranger in that situation. You'll no longer be a stranger in that land or in that job or whatever this new life that you God may be preparing for you. It won't be a strange thing for you because God will bless you and will take you through it. He will bless you and take you through it, okay? The same way he told Abraham, this is the covenant that I'm making with you, all right? If you can surrender yourself to God and do whatever it is that he's calling you to do, then he will prepare you and build you for whatever this strange, quote-unquote, this strange thing is, strange place, strange life, strange job, or whatever it might be. God will indeed prepare you for it, but you have to be ready to surrender to him and just saying, yes, Lord, I will follow you and I will do whatever it is that you call me to do. Okay, verse number nine again, and God said unto Abram, thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee and their generations. Not only Abraham, but your children also need to keep the covenant. Okay, therefore we need to raise our children in the ways of God. Okay, we need to make sure that our children are Holy, are Holy Spirit, you know, filled and, and, and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, and, and are, are, are ready and willing, our children and children's children and so on down the line you know one of the most wonderful things that is that you as a dad you as the mom you know if your children are immersed in god because you and your husband or wife in your household as they grew up uh, they, they always knew of god you went to church you worship together you pray together and so on and so that when they grow older they take that same uh, practices of, of knowing god and living in god on down to their children and then their children in turn and then you want with a whole family line of people that are being blessed and then in turn will bless others okay all right but it's all about surrendering to god and believing in that covenant you see that covenant that he made with abraham extends it right down through us through jesus christ to us okay all right, all right. It, it's there it's there you know god has said that if you do this that and the other then i will bless you follow my commandments and keep my covenant and i will bless you from you down through many generations that means your children your children's children and your children's children's children amen Amen. Amen. He goes and says in verse number 10, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after thee. Every man child among you will be circumcised and you shall be circumcised. And, uh, and, and you shall be circumcised. And then he goes on, he talks about the practice of circumcision. That'll be passed down. But the critical words that I want to dwell on is, is verse number eight here. And I will give unto thee and to the seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Okay, so this is what God is saying to you today. If you can surrender to him and, and follow his, his commandments and follow his, his, his word and, and do what God is calling you to do and you simply surrender to him, that he will bless you. He will bless you and he will be your God. He is your God, okay? He is your God right now. But how willing and how many times, how often do you actually surrender to him? 
Amen. 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 This is not something that we as human beings do of fairly lightly, fairly lightly. Okay. Now he had talked about, God had talked about or how he was going to bless him about his seed. And then in Genesis, jump down to Genesis 15, Genesis 17, verse 15. Okay. Jump down to Genesis 17, verse 15. And you see, and God said unto Abraham, as for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Sarah shall be her name. Amen? Amen? Sarah shall be her name. No longer Sarai, but Sarah. Verse 16. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. All right. Now listen to this, what he's telling him. Then Abram, Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? By now he's a hundred, a hundred years old. And shall Sarah that is 90 years old bear? Okay. Now here he's fighting with God. Okay. In essence, he's fighting with God. He's saying, God said one thing that I'm going to bless her, you know. And they say, well, how, how is that possible? You know, I'm 100 years old and she's 90, okay? When God tells you that he's going to do something in your life, don't go knocking God back or, 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 or trying to dismiss what he's trying to say and try and use your head to figure out why it's not possible, why most likely that's not going to happen, okay? I didn't graduate college. Or I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the experience and so on. You know, don't start giving excuses to God that, well, how can this be, right? God is the God of the impossible. Our God is the God of the impossible. So if God is telling you that he's going to do X, Y, and Z for you, then don't go making excuses for how that can't happen. I mean, here you are praying to God. You've got some requests out there. You've got some blessing that you're praying for. You're asking the Lord to do something in your life. And then when God is telling you what's going to happen, then you're coming back and you start questioning or not believing. Well, how can this be? How can this be? Okay. All right. So he says that, um, say, um, and Sarah's 90 years old, verse 18. And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. Okay? Okay, now don't forget, before this, if you go back in Scripture, that you see that Ishmael was born. This is where, where Sarah decided that she was going to help God. Because God had told he, she and Abraham that they were going to have a child, and she doubted that it was possible. If you remember the story, the events there, she gave her handmaiden to Abraham, uh, Abraham, Abraham then, and said, you go and have, have a baby with her. So they decided to help God. And as a result of that union and whatnot, then uh, this Ishmael was born. Okay, so now Abraham is saying, and Abraham said unto God, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And Ishmael, thy shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Okay, so even though, even though they try to help God along, so to speak, they try to help God, what is going on here now? God and Abraham said, well, what about Ishmael? God said, well, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. But, but I will establish my covenant is with Isaac. Verse 20 says, And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him. I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac. 
which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. Okay, so God said, yeah, Ishmael is there. And because of the fact that I said I was going to bless the seed uh, of, of your loins, and yeah, he'll be blessed, but my covenant is with Isaac. This is the one that I have chosen, okay? So we can't go throwing in God's face, well, you know, I, I did this on my own. I did this on my own, so uh, are you going to prosper this? Are you going to let me prosper in this thing? You know, well, God said, yeah, he's going to prosper, but my covenant is not with him. It's not with Ishmael, it's with Isaac. Okay, so whatever it is that God is telling you to do, you make sure you follow God's step to the letter. Make sure you follow it to the letter. Don't go putting in using your human wisdom and insights to help God along in this process here. Okay, because what you're doing, it may, it may take you off on a path where you don't need to wind up going. Okay, Ishmael, as we know, know became the uh, progenitor of, uh, of, of, of a people that became problematic and so on down the line over the many, many years and unto this day. All right, but God's, God's covenant was with Isaac. He was the one that he had, he had uh, set aside for Abram and Sarai. Okay, and he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. Okay, verse 21 again, but my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear un unto thee at the set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. Okay, God went up from Abraham. Okay, so, so he left. So at this particular point in time now, uh, I think Abraham was, was probably getting to the point where he's saying, oh, gee, well, I guess I better go on and wait on the Lord. Okay, and so then, because when we go to verse number 21, okay, I better go along with the program here. So we see that in verse 21, what God had said was going to happen, indeed happened says, and the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said, 21 verse 1, and the Lord visited Sarah, as he had said, um, as he had said, unto, uh, and the Lord did unto Sarah, as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. Okay, so he surrendered and he gave into the Lord and named the baby Isaac, okay? And if you notice here, it says that, um, for Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time in which God had spoken to him. God had a set time. God has a set time for you. God has a set time for you. God has a set time for you. Whatever it is that you're praying for, whatever it is that you're hoping for, it will be in God's time. In the meantime, we just need to surrender to him along the way, everything that he brings to us, every event that he puts into our lives, everything that he tells us to do, we need to, to just surrender and then you'll be blessed. Then you'll be blessed because it will indeed be in God's time. Okay, and don't start trying to use your human wisdom again, you know, to, to influence the situation. Well, God has been silent, you know, for all of these days, all these weeks, all these years. Maybe I need to do so-and-so. Maybe I need to do so-and-so. Did God tell you to do so-and-so? Okay, if he didn't, then don't do it. Just surrender to God. Praise him and worship him along the way. Just give in and say, okay, Lord, whatever it is that you tell me to do, that's exactly what I will do. Surrender to him and then let him carry you on that path. Okay, God made a covenant with Abram, made a covenant, said, this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to bless Isaac. This is the one that I have chosen. This is the way that I want it to be. Okay, so Abraham finally gave up and surely enough, enough, the, uh, um, the, the child was born. Okay, and then our, um, when we go to verse number 20, uh, let's see, go to chapter, chapter 22. Okay, so he finally got the son, okay, that he was waiting for. And then comes this particular set of events, which is really 
really, really challenging. Anyone that has a dad or if a mom can envision herself in this particular way, then you'll see how wrong it'll give you something to think about also. But in chapter 22, and it says, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Okay, now in the uh, in the Hebrew, attempt uh, 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 and try and prove, they all, one word describing the same thing, and what it's really saying, they, that God did try Abraham, not that he tempted him. God can't tempt anyone to evil. Okay, but God did try or test Abraham, Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, thy only son Isaac, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering unto one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now, how would you respond to that? If God said to you, take your son, whether or not it was your only son or not, but to take your son, okay, take your son, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering, okay? How would you respond to that? Would you surrender to God's will? How would you react? How would you, well, wait a minute, Lord, what do you mean? Offer him as a sacrifice? Are you talking about here to kill him? Okay. How many of us would be willing to just surrender to God and just say, okay, Lord, you know, I, I don't understand, but I'll do what you're telling me to do. All right. Okay. And then he says in verse number two, and he said, take now thy son, uh, verse number three, rather. And, and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. There it is. He surrendered to the Lord. If you have room in your margin, write the word surrender to God, write the word surrender to God. Okay, he did what God told him to do. He got up, he pulled his wood together and took his son and took a couple of, uh, of his uh, fellow workers there, his, uh, his men there, and, and, and said, okay, I'm going to go, Lord. He surrendered. Again, how many of us would surrender under these circumstances? How often do you surrender to God under circumstances that are much less trying than this? How many of you surrender, surrender to God concerning something really, really trivial compared to sacrificing one of your children? How many of us surrender willingly to God when they tell us to do this, to do something? Amen? Surrender to God, and then you'll be blessed. But you've got to surrender first. Amen? So then it goes on to say in verse number four, Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with us, stay here, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come with you, come again to you. So even now, he's telling them that we're going to go, go up there and we're going to worship. He's worshiping God. During this time here, he's got his only son taken him to a place that he's going to, 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 to uh, bind up and sacrifice, and yet still, he goes and he worships God. Can you worship God even when things are going really, really miserably for you? When you're worried sick, can you worship God? You've got to surrender to God and worship him. Just remember that he is Lord God, creator of the universe, of all that is. And if God is telling you to do something, and you know that God cares for you and loves you, he's not going to tell you to do anything that's going to harm you, that is for your best, how easily, easily can you just surrender to him? Again, remember, surrender, and you'll be blessed. Amen? Amen? So then he says, um, uh, by verse number six, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. Now here he gave the wood to his son. He's the one that's going to be sacrificed. And he told him, here, 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 boy, here, Isaac, carry the wood. You carry the wood. Verse number seven, and Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, uh, my father, 
And he said, here am I, here am I, my son. And he said, behold a fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Okay. So at this point, Isaac is like, well, what's going on here, dad? You said there was going to be an offering. There's going to be an offering. I've got the wood and so forth. And here's the fire. But where's the offering? What are we going to offer? Okay, you know, I mean, he's he's been around and Abraham did offerings before. He always had an animal to offer. So he's saying, now, but where's the offering? Verse 8, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for burnt offering. So they both of them went together. Again, Abraham is trusting God. And he told his son, he said, God will provide an offering. Okay, verse number nine. And he came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, bound Isaac, his son, bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now, the word of God didn't say that Isaac jumped back and said, hey, dad, what are you doing? What are you doing, dad? You're binding me up here and you're going to lay me on this wood. He didn't say that Isaac fought and tried to get off the pile of wood. Didn't say that Isaac jumped down and ran, cut himself free or whatever. It doesn't say that. It said, laid him, bound up his, his Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. So the boy was laying. It doesn't say again. It doesn't say anything about Isaac struggling. I mean, this says a lot for Isaac too, for that matter. He was trusting. He was just trusting. He said, well, whatever has to come down, this is the will. That this, this has to be done. It just said that he just laid there. The word doesn't say anything about him struggling. It says he laid there. Abraham stretched up his hand like that with the knife and was ready to, to slay him. He was ready to carry out whatever it is that God wanted him to do. And verse number 11 says, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son only, uh, thine only son from me. Okay? That thou hast not beheld thine only son from me. You see what happened there? When he went forth and was about to take the action, God stopped him. Okay? He was testing Abraham. All right? And it said that, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that you are willing, you know, you didn't to withhold your son. In other words, I see you are willing to sacrifice your son, as I told you to do. I see that you surrendered to me and was ready to go on. Okay. Right? He says, do not touch him. Okay. Do not touch him. He goes on to say, uh, Verse 13, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the, instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place uh, Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Amen. So what happened there was that when God saw that Abraham had surrendered and was willing to do, God provided the sacrifice. Abraham did not have to use his son, okay? There was a ram in the bush, okay? And the place became known as Jehovah Jireh. And as we know, there are, there are, there are Christian songs that we sing in church, uh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, okay? Because that's what it means. God will provide. If you can be obedient to God, if you can surrender to God, then he will supply all of your needs. He will provide for you. Surrender to God first, and then you'll be blessed, 
Okay, Jehovah Jireh is there. He is your provider. All we have to do is remember to just surrender to him. And, and we don't have to try and figure out what we have to do. Please don't try to figure out what it is that God is trying to do. God knows what his program, program is for you. God may be testing you. He may be testing you to see how willing you will be to be sacrificial about something in your life. Maybe there's something that you are holding on to. Maybe it's not pertaining to your children. Maybe it's something else in your life that you're holding on to so dearly. You're treasuring this before God. Okay? Okay? You have to surrender to God first, and then you will be blessed. Okay? Then you'll be blessed. All right. As surrendered, as as um, Abraham surrendered all through his life, from the time he was Abram to when he became Abraham, he surrendered to God and did what he wanted God to do, what God wanted him to do. Okay, without questioning, he got up and he left his homeland. Okay, when he and his family members they were having a time and strife and whatnot, they they divided and went their own ways. Okay, and God, each step of the way, God said that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you and the seed after you. But you have to be willing to trust God. Okay, you have to be willing to surrender to God. That's the most important thing. Amen, amen, amen. And then God will provide the same. He provided that ram for himself. He will do the same thing for you. He will provide whatever it is that you need. Okay, okay. Not only the things that are really, really critical to you, he will really provide, but he will provide all along the step of the way. He, he, he will build your bank account. He will make you prosperous. He will make, make, keep you healthy. He will bring you through all this COVID nonsense, whatever it is that is going on. God will bring you through as long as we remember to surrender to him and to surrender to him first. Okay. To be obedient, to be faithful to him. Okay. Trust him. Trust him. God is a God, as I said before, God is a, is a God of the impossible. He's the God of the impossible. He's the only God. Right? And with him, all things are possible. Anything that you're praying for, believing for, God will indeed do for you. You pray in the name of Jesus, and he will indeed do for you. But along the way, just remember, step by step, to surrender to him at all times. Amen? Amen? Surrender, and then you'll be blessed. Praise God. Praise God. I hope you remember this. If this uh, message has been a blessing to you, you know, please uh, share it with those uh, that you love or even someone that has given you a hard time. We can be reached at www sermon, uh, I'm sorry, www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net. Genesis1.sermon.net. And when you get there, you look on the upper right corner on the page there and you'll see a uh, subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and then you'll be notified whenever there's a new message available online. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I hope you've been blessed. And now let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for these words today, Lord God. And let us be able to keep these words deeply, deeply locked in our spirits, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, so that so that we can, can, can always remember to just surrender our lives to you, surrender our thoughts, surrender our actions. Let us get to the point that we are so easy to just give in to you whatever you're calling and telling us to do in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless you. We praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. I pray that you all indeed will go through today and the rest of the balance of the week and be blessed until we get gather here again next time. Go forth and be blessed and remember that Jesus is Lord.